Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Our job is not to outgain the opposing team. Our job is to outscore them. And whatever that means on a week-to-week thing, whether we have to score 15 points, whether we have to score 50 points, whatever that is, it's going to be different. There's a way to win it. It's not about the success that we might have had. It's that we didn't win the football game. And so whenever you lose that, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, what could I have done better? And that's what I think the rest of our offense is doing, and me in particular. Buffalo Bills interim offense coordinator Joe Brady there talking about well, the offense, which has been clicking in the two games that he has taken over, it's a really Brown. fun answer from him. I, I oh, I, I, I like enjoy, that. I enjoy listening to talk, or listening to Joe Brady talk. Yeah. I, I, I really, I was really excited when they named him interim because, I mean, if he can do anything with the Bills, like what he did with LSU in 2019, That's like, I was excited when they named him quarterback coach. I was That's like, fair. I was like, perfect. Yeah, if, right. if Dorsey hits, he leaves likely for head coaching job. Brady would come right in. So I'm yep. like, this is just you know, this is a year ahead of schedule or around. Around the right time that I thought it would happen. Upgrades, people. Upgrades. Uh, we do have a developing story, though. Uh, I kind of previewed it a little bit there um, in the last segment. But if you have not seen um, WFAA, it's a news station in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we're first to report that Bill's linebacker Von Miller has a warrant out for his arrest for domestic violence. Um, just kind of some of the key details there. Miller's long-term girlfriend accused him of assaulting her at their home in Dallas on Wednesday morning. A warrant has been issued for Miller's arrest, and that warrant was for a charge of assaulting a pregnant person. And in Texas, that is a third-degree felony. Uh, That's all we really know up to this point. Um, Again, WFAA are the first ones to be reporting on that. I've retweeted the story on my Twitter account if you do want to go read it. Um, Disaster. I I just – this – these last 18 months – um, mm-hmm. for the Bills have been a nightmare, D- just straight up a nightmare. Um, as Bills fans, it seems like we can't ever catch a break. And now for Miller, who up to this point, and again, this is this is all very much up in the air. These are reports. I'm not name or not saying definitively or anything like that. Um, for Miller to be what seemed like a very stand up person. I mean, he was mm-hmm. somebody that was always very positive person when he was talking with with Bills uh, media and stuff like that. If this is at all true, disaster. And get him off the football team. If it's true. If it's true. I just... Insanity how these last 18 months have gone for Bill, for the Bills team, for Bills Mafia. It's a nightmare. It's a right. nightmare that seems to never stop. It dates back to really the beginning of last season with everything with Dawson Knox and his brother. The and shooting here in Buffalo. The shooting. Oh, yeah. The shooting here in Buffalo. And then the, the snowstorms mm-hmm. and Tamar Hamlin. And it, it, it again... I'm not trying to make excuses, but, like, that's a lot. It's exhausting. It, it's exhausting. Even as just a fan, I couldn't imagine it as a player. And, mm-hmm. sure, that's not an excuse to, you know, lose a playoff game. It's your professional athlete. Go out and do your job. But at the same time, it's a lot. 
And this is just another thing on top of all of that. And again, like you said, we don't know if it's true. We don't know all the details yet, but it's it's not great. Yep. It's even if it's not true, that's not something you want surrounding one of your supposed leaders. Yeah, one of I, yeah, someone I, yeah. that you want as a best the best player you could say at the time could have been your best player on your team or best player on your defense. I was gonna say I like I think that's the big thing for me is Miller is considered one of the Bills leaders. Mm-hmm. He's considered one of the mature guys that the younger guys I mean, like we just we took a call. Who yep. it, he thought his whole reason for being here was to bring up the young guys. Look what he did with Greg Rousseau. Look what yeah. he in, look, in terms of a player, yeah. Right. And look what he's done in other places throughout his career. In in just helping young players get into the NFL and be great. But it's insane. It's, it, it's just it, – it, it never – it seems like it's never stopping now. That just it, bad news after bad news after bad news for Bill's Mafia, for the team. For It's just – it's it's exhausting, and it's getting old. It's mm-hmm. getting really old. Um, as of right now, Miller has not been arrested. Uh, that's kind of been one of the other notes yeah. that are going around here. There's and a warrant out for his arrest, but at the moment he has not been. WFAA says that they have reached out to the office of the attorney who is believed to be re- representing Miller – um, couldn't get a comment from there. So there's re- it's really very new. There's not much out there at all except for I mean, we, the we, early we were saying this in the break, though. I mean, the alleged assault happened yesterday morning. Right. We're about it's 24 hours. I, I, I would say, just kind of rounding it out, we're about 24 hours from when the actual incident happened. This is very new. Uh, right. It's developing, and it's just couldn't get could, could, couldn't, could, I couldn't get a week away from this team. Really? <laughs> right. None of us could. Right. Like this is the bye week and it's like, okay, cool. We can like look away from the Bills. The Sabres are playing a bunch and the NFL is going on. And college it, football like, looks college super football. fun. Like there's a lot of different things going on and nope, you know, here they are. They're back. Bills. It's it's incredibly it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Um but yeah, that's the information we've got right now. Worn out for Von Miller's arrest uh in Dallas for allegedly assaulting his uh Longtime pregnant girlfriend, um, which is, if true, that is a third degree, fel- if charged, that is a third degree felony in the state of Texas. Um, I did want, though, to kind of uh, go a little bit away from the Bills here, and this might actually be a, a good time to do so, uh, to talk a little bit about the Sabres, who, Josh, you just said, are in a run here um, of a lot of games. They've had a few days off for the most part. Thankfully. And now they're <laughs> back, and they're back in a way. Yes. And they've made a lot of moves recently over the past few days as it seems like they're kind of – they've decided who is going to be on this roster, I think, now for mm-hmm. for at least a majority of this year. Well, in terms of, in terms of like, concrete players. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like we can see – we could definitely see, like, guys like Brandon Byro, Yuri Kulik, and um, Isaac Rosen. Those guys are going to be kind of, like, up and down here and there. Mm-hmm. We might see them move a lot. But, yeah. but in terms of – Defense, goaltending, and offense—that's pretty much top offense, top six. That's pretty much set. Um, I'm pretty excited to see if Rosen gets another look tonight. Um, I was a little too, disappointed yeah. to see that Kulik went back down. Um, I I wanted to see more from him. He only played one game. Um, didn't really a lot like the great. Matthew Savoy situation where he played right. six minutes. Well, once and Kulik also played in that 7-2 to New Jersey loss, so it's not like you even got to see him in a win. Um, but regardless, he was here, and you know maybe they just – whatever. I mean, look at J.J. Paterka. They did that to him a couple years ago. They played him two games, yeah. said, hey, you're definitely not ready. Go back down, come back, and now he's one of your leading scorers. Paterka is unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, you know, um, 
Mike Schulp was asking uh, Bulldog and and Paul Hamilton the other night. You know, really, what is his ceiling? Like, what do you see from him? Uh, Bulldog this year said, you know, forty goals, ninety points, kind of deal. Like that could be his ceiling. Uh, Paul Hamilton said, you know, a consistent thirty goal scorer. He looks to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, he has. He is. I think pretty much all year he's been one of, if not their most consistent goal scorer. And I wonder if a guy like Jack Quinn isn't hurt. Is Quinn having the same trajectory, same path of, you know, hey, he could get 50 points this year and he could get 20 goals. Man, Like, especially be... when they're playing together. Yeah. Because yeah. last year that's what we saw. We saw them playing with Cousins and the three of them were great. Now Cousins is struggling a little bit and Quinn's not there. Was Quinn I, the catalyst? I wonder, yeah, I I don't even know if necessarily if Quinn was the catalyst. I just wonder, and and this is on, on my fault as well. But like, just I hadn't thought the Quinn injury would hurt them as bad as it did necessarily in the line makeup. I I thought mm-hmm. okay, it's one guy, but like they're loaded at forward, they should be okay, right, to but, kind of piecemeal together, and but, and you'll have all of camp to kind of figure it out. Yeah, but you've seen like Cousins has been moved around a ton right. at both the wing at center with different line mates and stuff like that and I think it has really hurt his production but if you think about it too with you know with Quinn he was in the lineup with Cousins and Paterka for probably like 80% of the year last year yeah I feel like they switched it around a little bit because injuries and whatnot but that was the lineup that was mm-hmm. those three were always together now this year yes the Sabres are quote-unquote loaded at forward they're young they're, They're very all young. prospects. They're very young. Benson looks great, needs time. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Greenway has been improving, but I don't think he's the right fit for a guy like Dylan Cousins. Would agree. Tage Thompson, hurt. So that help, that hurts you a lot. Yeah, ju- just as Tage really, it felt like, was getting going. Right. He got hurt. And then you can't take a guy like Casey Middlestat and put him on the wing because it doesn't really work. He's better at center. Mm-hmm. Same with Cousins. You can't move him to the wing. He's better at center. So... I, I do think that, that Quinn being out has been a, a big reason it's why Dylan Cousins hasn't been who he was last year. Because he's still with Paterka, yes, but that other side is just empty. Yeah. Like, you can put players there, but it just isn't working like how they wanted it to or how they expected it to. And then again, like, Cousins himself was being moved around as well to, right. you know, to the top line at times, to, you know, maybe to- more towards the bottom six to kind of give them a jolt. That's a... Big problem too that the Sabres still have, which mm-hmm. is they don't have depth scoring really. But even then, like if Quinn doesn't get hurt, when the top line was kind of taking its time to come up outside of Jeff Skinner, who's basically just been good all year, right? You could have hoped that that second line, or, or for the most part, that second line could have got that going because they had periods last year where there was two rookies and a twenty-one-year-old Dylan Cousins were maybe the most aggressive line in hockey. Now, on the flip side of things. You look at Casey Middlestead. He leads the team in points with 20 points. Man, he's fun. Four goals, 16 assists in 22 games. That man is going to get paid this offseason. Probably and I another. I hope it's by the Sabres. Probably because, another long-term contract I would yeah, think the Sabres which, are going to want to give out. That's perfect. That's fine. I'm, I'm happy with that. But then you look down the, you know, the roster with statistics and stuff like that. Casey's got 20 points. Darlene has 18. Skinner has 18. Paterka, 17. The next, mm-hmm. and then you have Tuck, 16, Thompson and Power at 12 each. The next highest is Cousins at nine. Yep. That's that's where you're hurting. You have a guy like, let's say, you know, Zemgis Gergensens. He's only got two points, two goals in 20 games. That was always that, but that's that was where, something. That's that where you're hurting. You, me and you were, we did a sports talk Saturday for the, for the first day of NHL free agency. Mm-hmm. And that was a topic that we both talked about. Of just like, why are they bringing back both 
Kyle Oposo and Zemgus Gergensen's. I got I got it for both of them to be honest. I, I understood like you know the leadership. They've been here forever. Gergensen's is the longest tenured saber. Oposo mm-hmm. is the second longest tenured saber. Oposo is also your captain. Yep. So it's a that was a hard spot to be in. You couldn't really say we're going to move off of both of them because then that's kind of like, are you taking away from the locker room? But mm-hmm. at the same time, hard decisions need to be made at points in a franchise's history, and that probably was one of them. Now, it wasn't the hardest in the world, but that might have been one of those times where you needed to make a difficult decision and say, all right, Zemgus Gergensen's can't come back. We yeah. need to we need to replace him with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And especially now with Zach Benson. I mean, Benson, I wouldn't. I did not expect Benson to stay up. Nobody I, did. I didn't expect him to even score a goal, let alone, in, like, he has... Where is he? There he is. He's got 12 games played, five points. Mm-hmm. One goal, four assists. But it's not just the points. It's how he's looked on the ice. You know, you can look and say, oh, well, Victor Olofsson's got nine points in 16 games. Yeah, but up until recently, he hasn't looked great. I'd also say Benson at 18 and, and with his size, which is, that's a concerning part of it. But he's mm-hmm. maybe one of the most physical forwards. Yeah. Like he, like he adds a different element that a lot of these guys just don't. And that's something as well that I think a lot of people were talking about. With that being said, Tate Thompson, I think, is absolutely taken to it. But the Sabres forwards last year really didn't do much on defense. They no. really didn't do much on defense. No. especially a guy like Victor Olofsson. But again, like I said, Victor Olofsson has pr- produced in the last yeah. seven games. He looks like someone that, hey, that'd be great to he hear. He heard Twitter chirping. Yeah. I mean, we're getting close to making a Zem or a Olsen Olsen. A, a apology for him. Like, maybe. I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, that might be a little too far. But, um, but, you're, no, but you're, my you're point right, is, is, is these guys, they, they're there. Mm-hmm. They're three points out of a playoff spot, they're at 500. Like, it's it's the the conference is all over the place. So the, con- you- the conference is all over the place. Their big thing, and we and we talked a little bit about it off air before the show today. Can you start winning some games in a row? Yeah, uh, actually, you you were wrong. They have won two games in a row. Have they? Yes, they beat the Avalanche four nothing, and then they beat the Flyers five two. Ah, there we go. Okay, so they have won two games in a row, and they've also had quote unquote point streaks because they've lost in overtime a couple times, but sandwiched between two wins. But they have one time this year where they have a technically a winning streak. Which is two games. Two games. Yeah. You've got to start stringing some of these games together. Now, don't get me wrong. Is it better than last November? Yeah. 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 You, you actually but, gotten points in a 10-game run. But I'm not worried. I'm not so worried about the next couple months. It's it's that January-February stretch where mm-hmm. things, you know, they really start to stagnate and yep. things go downhill and things disappear out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And... That's what you need to see not happen this year. You need to see this consistency keep up and then improve. Yeah. Because they played the best team in the NHL, the New York Rangers. They outshot them 39 to 27. Mm-hmm. And they rolled over them 5 to 1. Now you look 2 days before they played the New Jersey Devils and they lost 7 to 2. They were run off the ice. It was it was awful. It was never a contest. No, they were sh- they had 12 shots mm-hmm. in an entire NHL game. And then the next game, they tripled that. Yeah. They they almost quadrupled that. But Four they, times the amount of shots. And and maybe this is just like, hey, this is what happens when you have a young team. Mm-hmm. They've got to find consistency. It feels like at this point, we haven't even brought up this guy's name yet. It feels like they found consistency at goaltending. Yes. 
That's that's the Uko other. has been phenomenal to start this year. A lot, like, honestly, he's putting out together a number of starts in a row where it looks like that rookie of the year month that he had last year, mm-hmm. and now it, it seems like he he does have this more confidence. He's outright won the goalie competition. The man forced Devin Levi to Rochester, which. Devin Levi kind of forced himself to Rochester. He did. No, he did. He did. I, I I could see the Sabers if UPL was not under two point eight or whatever goals against mm-hmm. and, and well over nine hundred save percentage that they go. Let's keep Devin up. You're a big save percentage guy. I'm a bit. Save percentage means everything, Josh. He, I, I had the stat pulled up here. Let me let me pull it back up. He has the where to go. There we go. He's eighth best in the NHL in save percentage among goalies that have played more than seven yep. games. His his goals against though are really yeah that that's the eye popping number well for and me that's the thing with, with, specifically with UPL that's the thing last year like you said he won that rookie of the month and everything like that it like yes he was winning games he was looking great but it felt like it was just a roller coaster that you had your eyes shut and you didn't know what was happening next it, it was fun at times it was fun but you were also terrified he had one game like, against Vegas where he had like what fifty saves yeah. But, and he gave up but, like two goals. It was incredible. But it was those. It was like you're like this is great, but like this is when's insane. The, when's the drop off coming? Nope. Where are we going? Just like at last and, year, and and last year he played 32 games. This yeah. year he's only played nine. So you know this can obviously change. But why the goals against has been such a mind boggling stat for me at least personally. Last year his goals against was 3.61. He's at right. 2.54. Yeah, he's taken a goal off of that. Yeah, which is. He's also Again, already has more shutouts than he's ever had in his NHL career. With one. With one. <laughs> but that's the thing. Even in great moments last year, you always kind of knew he was going to give up a goal or two that we were just like, well, yeah. Uko, what, are you, what are we doing here? I still you re- knew that was going to happen. I still remember his first stint, like major stint. It mm-hmm. was every game he let up two goals, and that was it. For like seven games, he let up two goals that, a game. But that, but that, was, that was consistency. It. Right. But you had, yeah, that you had that consistency. And as long as the team could score three, you were winning the game. And I remember this because the other goalies they had, it was just like, he only gives up two. That's the guy. Yeah. Because at least now, he's at five. And now it's, hey, he is consistent. He's confident. He's calm, cool, and collected in the net. He's winning them games. You're, yeah. If, if, okay. Against the Rangers, the offense was on fire. Yes, but they you won needed five big, to one. You needed big you saves from him, though. Four, at least four big saves. He was on Sports Center top ten with a diving stick save. Oof. Like, when's the last time a Sabres goaltender has been on Sports Center top ten? Yeah. Ryan Miller. It's been it's been a bit. Has it been that long? It, it, maybe there were spot moments. Well, but maybe term, believe I had one last year. But in terms, it may have been spot moments though. But in terms of like a guy that's putting in consistent performances, mm-hmm. and then he gets kind of rewarded by a little bit of luck here. You yeah. know, the fact that his stick was right in the way of the goal well, or right. right in the way those, of the puck. You know, those are big. one. Of, that's one of those like, you know, nine times out of ten you don't make that save. But but you kind of make your own luck. He's right. playing well. He's in the right positions. You know, I, we we were looking at the schedule a little bit here coming up. It's a it's a tough I would road. I would imagine he plays tonight. The Sabers yeah. do play tonight at eight o'clock in St. Louis. So they're flirting with Sabers after dark, but it's not Sabers after dark. Yeah, Joe, Joe and I were talking about that. Technically, every game is Sabers after dark, but well, because but it's winter and it gets rea- dark at two. In reality, Sabers after dark is on its way. It's the West it's, Coast trip. It's the West Coast trip, but it's not going to be here until I think next month or even January. Yeah. Oh, I, like, well, that was that was the fun thing last year is that we got Sabres after dark like three games into the season. It comes in. I mean, kind of December. Oh, 
Kind yeah, of December. No, actually, yeah, December. They go to Cal. Wait. Oh, that's the NHL schedule. Oops. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like why do it well, kind of comes in December? Yeah, you get no, Colorado, the end of Vegas, and Arizona right in a run. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And then and that's your, and then, yeah, that's your little West Coast trip. And then you go back out for another one where you'll play the Ducks, the Sharks, the the Oilers, mm-hmm. the Flames, all those teams because you got to play all of them once. But at least right now, so you've got St. Louis tonight. Mm-hmm. Then you got a big weekend. You got a big weekend. Yes, at Carolina on Saturday, and then Sunday. You got home against Nashville, and then Tuesday, Detroit at home. So here's my thought process for this: Lucan in place tonight. Yep, that's I. I, I feel we don't like... we don't we don't know yet, but that's my guess. And depending on how it goes, if he looks great, play him again on Saturday. Play I him would. against Carolina. I would because as much as Eric Comrie has improved, I just I don't like him against the Hurricanes. I, I, the Hurricanes are those one of those teams where all of a sudden they'll just pop eight on you, and you'll be like, well, wow, what just happened? And <laughs> and to be fair, the Sabres, they have this issue with the Islanders too. They have a very difficult style or a time against that sort of style. Yeah, they already played the Hurricanes this year, I think, right? Did they? No, I'm wrong. Never mind. No, they did. 3-2 overtime loss. That's and right. That's right. Yes. And that was a... Weird game, I remember, because it was like, you know, the Sabres were playing good, but then they kind of fell apart. And then in overtime, it was, your guys have been out there for three minutes, and the Hurricanes just got to change, and they're just going to pass around in your zone until somebody's open for a one-timer. Yep. And so, Lukanen has proved that he can play well against the Hurricanes, but I wouldn't want him to do it after, let's, you know, if he plays St. Louis and doesn't go well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. But mm-hmm. that's that's where this gets tricky because, like you said, you have St. Louis and you have a back-to-back, and then you have a very important game against Detroit. I To, to me, that is – and I stopped at Boston because I think they play Boston that Thursday as they well. They play Boston Thursday the 7th. But yes. to me, Detroit, that is the game of the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. You've seen Detroit has absolutely taken that step forward more so than you, definitively more so than Ottawa. That's the team. You've got them at home. This is continuously a frustrating thing with this team of, they can win road games, baby. They can win important win road home. games. Win at home. you got to win at home, especially against big Atlantic teams like Detroit, who are in one of those wildcard spots, Tampa Bay being the other one. you got to beat them at home. And if they go on a run here, winning two of these, uh, two or three here or something like that, or splitting the weekend series... That spot could be, hey, we could maybe kick Detroit out of out of a wild card spot and we overtake them. Or right. or we just we close that distance ever so more and we're like a point out in a game ahead or something like that. Right now they are five and six at home this year. The Sabres? Yes. That feels right. That feels right. But that means they're also six and five on the road. Mm-hmm. Or wait, no, that math doesn't math. Real quick, I do want to give an update here. Um on the Von Miller situation, this is Tom Pelissero tweeting it out, and it's a statement from the Bills, so I'm just going to read it uh, quote for quote here. Uh, this morning, we were made aware of the incident involving Von Miller. We are in the process of gathering more information. We'll have no further comment at this point. So I, the Bills have given their statement. Uh, I, I I do wonder if Von Miller's on this team by Friday. Well, it, it kind of depends on how things go forward because, I mean – this is already like moving incredibly been, quickly. Right. But like we've been saying, it's also very early. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a tricky situation because you you don't know what's going on. There's in, in terms of like, you know, 
being the Bills and things like that. I mm-hmm. mean, yes, yep. they're, they're obviously they have their pul- their their finger on the pulse of it, the situation and everything yep. like that. But it, everything's unfolding as the minutes pass. Pretty much. So, I mean, this. I, I mean, again, an hour ago, we didn't even know about this. No, and and, and if and if you're just tuning in now, um, essentially a radio st- or a, a news station in Dallas, WFAA. Um, tweeted out a story about in a half hour ago about that and yep. it's essentially that Von Miller has a warrant out for his arrest uh in Dallas for the uh, um he's facing a, a arrest in domestic violence charges uh it would be a third degree felony it is apparently his long-term girlfriend who is also pregnant and uh that is why it would be a third degree felony um he has not been arrested yet it is just a warrant out for his arrest it was in Dallas uh, where this incident did take place and now it's kind of just waiting to see what's coming in. I mean, that's that's kind of what we're waiting for now. And now that the, the Bills have released their statement as well, I just, I, 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 just, I personally, truthfully, if I'm just going to give it one way or the other, I don't think he's on this team when they play Kansas City. I just flat out, I think he could be released as early as tomorrow, but I don't think he's on this team when they're playing Kansas City. I just don't. I mean, ultimately, they have like. It's the bye week, so there's a lot of time for things to develop here and things mm-hmm. and decisions to be made, and it's going to be a hard decision if that's if that's the choice. Yep. But it's there's time, and that's why you know you have to let this unfurl and develop itself. But if it is true, yeah, get him off. He's got to go. Yeah. But you know everything in, in due time. Yep. It, it, it's. Everything in due time, but it is moving. It, it feels like it is moving very, very quickly. Uh, we are going to take a quick time out here. Of course, lines are open, 803-0550. You want to jump on our kind of bill stock we were having uh, in the first hour, just kind of where we're feeling with, with Sean McDermott as a coach in, in terms of his strategy as a coach. Is he playing to not lose? And can he ever kind of figure out how to play to just win the game? Or if you want to jump on our Sabres talk as well, how do you feel about the team's start to the year? They've played, what, Josh, 22 games so far this year? I think 2022? 22, yes. 22 games. How are we feeling up to this point? How do you feel about Devin Levi going down to Rochester? We haven't really gotten a jump into that, so I'd love to do that as well. But And if you want to just you know, talk about whatever. If you want to talk about your breakfast, I'm always willing to hear that. You can at 803. I didn't eat breakfast. You didn't? Neither did I. 803-0550 is the number. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in for Sal Capaccio and Joe DiBiase. This is WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers over Overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's a little healthy adversity for sure. Like nothing's easy and it shouldn't be easy. And, you know, I think to expect to be in the NHL forever without going through setbacks is unrealistic. And I don't think that would be best for me, honestly. I think this is a little kick in the butt that, that's going to push me to become my best self. Bears goaltender Devin Levi on his way, or he's actually in Rochester now. Or he's with, or on a road trip with them. Hey, he's on a road trip now because I think I think actually the team posted pictures of like him getting on the bus or getting mm-hmm. off it or whatever. Um, I will tell you, Josh, I was very nervous about like I don't want to say how he react, but just the the entire off season. Once we kind of realized, okay, they're not trading for a goalie. Okay, they're not signing a goalie. Okay, so it's going to be Devin Levi, Ukubeka Lukanen, and Eric Comrie. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was always very nervous, like. Okay, but what if he is a 21-year-old rookie and he doesn't hit the ground running? Like, how like how does he does he personally handle that? We're both not 21 anymore, but we were. I can tell you right now, I was not the most mature person I'm ever going to be. But, well, okay, wait a minute. Because, <laughs> so, Levi was recently on Spit and Chicklets with Barstool. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like listening to them. They're pretty you good. You just mentioned that before we got back. I yeah. didn't even realize it was a thing. So, he seems like pretty mature for his age. Mm-hmm. Like just listening to him on that show, he seemed, he seems like a pretty mature kid for his age. But yeah. at the same time, it's the NHL. He even he even made a joke. He he talked about the the Calgary game, right where you know he lets up. I think it was five. Yep. And he made a joke that his girlfriend texted him after the game saying, "Don't worry, there's 78 more games to go." And oh, good Lord. even he was kind of like, "Wow." You're right. Well, and, and it's been like, a it's been a big topic of discussion too. Of like in college, he didn't play this many games in a season. He right. certainly didn't play this many games in a week. And that's why that's why college is so much different than like the OHL or WHL. Mm-hmm. Like that's why it's so it takes so much longer for college players to ramp up to the NHL level because they're playing so many less games. Yeah. So, excuse me. That I I think that overall this is going to be great for him, especially because of how he reacted. I mean, even we, we, we just heard that clip yeah. too of him. I mean, he's he's and and it's just a soundbite, but I, I've seen it on Twitter as well. The video of him, he's smiling the entire yeah, time. Right. He seems genuinely excited. He doesn't. It's not like a yeah, I'm excited and uh, well, cool, G- given given the normal rundown right. of I'm happy to be here. This no, team's really was, talented. It was hey, I realized that I need this and it's going to be great. And and honestly, I think that's kind of what that conversation was like between him, Kevin Adams, Don Granado, and Mike Bales. They had they said they had a meeting with him before yep. they like when they told him he was going down, and they said it was very positive and he asked a lot of questions and that's the best case scenario. It's, oh, absolutely. Honestly, you want I I, I want to hear that more from other about other prospects. I'm just, like, I, that's you know, just I'm I'm excited for him because now. I think it's great for the Sabres because UPL, we, we just spent basically the last half of that segment uh, before our first break talking about how great he's looked and how radically different he looks this season compared to last season, right? I mean, he's down a full goal against compared to last year, and, and that could 
change. I'm not saying the season is done. He has yeah. played nine games compared to what thirty two last year. His record year. though is wrong. six three and one or six and three. Yep. He, so he's he's winning games. I think he actually won games last year too. I think he was like seventeen and eleven or something like that. Yeah. But so his his numbers are looking much better. He seems to be in a much better position. He seems quicker. He, it, it seems like he's figured it out. I will tell you, I forget often when when talking about UPL. He was a rookie last year. He'd had spot moments in the NHL, mm-hmm. but that was his rookie season last year. Well, and also you can look back at UPL's history and where he's played. So obviously he played for, he, he played for Rochester, mm-hmm. but during that stint, he was up and down through the ECHL with Cincinnati. A yes. Lot because at the time, Cincinnati was the Sabres affiliate. Now it's Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville, the Icemen, their jerseys. It's fantastic. Anyway, um, but in those stints where he was going up and down between those two leagues, he had issues adjusting. I think it was the speed of the play because it Could always be. looked like he was too quick for the ECHL level or even sometimes at the AHL level. If it was a cross-crease pass and he's getting over to stop a one-timer, he's over there like three seconds too early. That was that was a big thing me and you talked about a lot during the offseason too of just like, I, I, and, and for me why I kind of gave up on him was that he never had good stats in the AHL. And right. that might and like kind of the point you're bringing up, like that might have been it. It's just he was he needed to kind of almost adjust to the speed of the game, and then he could play there. But then it was like ah, but now he has got to adjust to the a, to the NHL style of the game. Right. It was almost like he was bouncing around too much, and he like once he would finally get settled and finally get adjusted, and then it's oh hey you're getting called up. Oh cool. Now I have to readjust to the NHL level, mm-hmm. and then by the time he's adjusted to that, he's going back down. Yeah. So it's 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 just been a constant. I think. Up and down has been, you know, not great for him. Like he needs to just stay in one area for a while and see how he does. Because I think so. and, and now we're seeing it. Like now he's just you're an NHL goalie. Mm-hmm. This like this, this this is the speed of the game. It's going to be this is how it's going to be every night. You're an NHL goalie, and you're you're seeing. I, I he finally kind of looks like the guy before Devin Levi, right? Where it was a lot of the talk of their goaltending problems. It's fine. Just wait for UPL. Yep. Just wait for Uko Pekka. Imagine if now finally kind of looks like that guy. Imagine if Eric Portillo was still here too. Could you That'd imagine? That'd be interesting. I mean, like, like that's the thing is like they for a time there, it was like, all right, you have a ton of young goalie prospects. Right. We all have high potential. UPL's potential kind of dropped because, number one, you saw him playing the NHL and it wasn't looking great. Even the AHL didn't look great. But it was also the double hip surgery. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. like there was a lot of like, oh, this is not great. Now, I will say, though, with Levi, specifically because that's kind of where this topic started, I'm ecstatic to now kind of like watch how that goes. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because you're going to see him play pretty much every game. Well, he, okay. Maybe not well, that. And, but. and that's, that's the thing, though, too, is he's going to have to compete for a spot in Rochester. Mm-hmm. They have good goaltenders there as well. And I think uh, Seth Appert, the head coach of the Americans, kind of said that, too. Is like, we've got goaltenders we trust, essentially. Like, like right. we're, we're, we're happy with where we're at. Devin's got to earn his spot. I love that. And Levi continues to have almost the crazy person mentality because you even brought up the Calgary game, which he talked about on spit and chicklets, but I remember he let in those five goals, but they won in overtime. No, or, or no, it, they it, lost. They it, lost it, five, it was a, four. It was a game. They won in overtime or something like that, but he gave up like six goals and they won like seven, six or something like that. It was last year. It was last year. Yeah. But he brought that up and he spoke with the media afterwards and he had like the, the biggest smile on his face. And he's like, yeah, like that was, crazy and i'm like you let in six goals and like your third start second start or whatever like you would think a young guy at 20 at the time would, would it would really bother him mm-hmm. and it says like no but i got like a save 
but at the end of the game that was yeah. like crucial and we won. But what's really interesting about him is how he how he trains and how he practices. Yep, like he, he's he, so meticulous with everything he does. He does VR. Like he trains with a VR system and it works. Like no, I'm not surprised. You can't sit there and say, "Oh, well, okay, but it's not working." No, it's working. It look he looks great. I'm not surprised. So, I, I know you don't watch Formula One nearly as much as I do. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing in Formula One. Is right. is they the call it, they, they call it Sims? Yeah, they, yeah. They, you know it's but it's VR and right. you drive the track exactly as you are. It kind of isn't able to simulate the G forces, mm-hmm. but it's able to simulate basically everything else. And you know Max Verstappen and Lando Norris, two of the better drivers to end the year. Max, the last three years. Um, talk about how important that is during the essentially off season, the winter break, how important that is for them to kind of number one, drive the tracks because they don't get to drive those all the time. They're thousands of miles away a lot of the time, but also just kind of get comfortable with where they're able to go. I think it would be the same thing for a goalie who's trying to stop a, a you know, a frozen puck traveling at too many miles per hour, at least 80 yeah. and the, on the it, low it, end. It is, it is able. I would, make complete sense it, it it helps him kind of just kind of figure everything out and how it's going it makes complete sense to me right i i'm i'm really excited to see how it does how he does down there because like i said he's not gonna go in right away and just you know be the guy but he definitely has a chance to take over that net and if he does i i've been wrestling back and forth with this part of me wants to see how the Sabre season goes and how he does in the AHL, mm-hmm. obviously. But I almost want to say just keep him down there for the rest of the year. I'm not against it. I'm, I, because I, I, I keep, I've I been keep, fighting with that. I keep looking back, and I, I know it's two different people and it's a different time, but I look back at Ryan Miller. Mm-hmm. Ryan Miller, granted, there was a, a lockout in there, played 170 games in the AHL. He had 15 shutouts in that time, mm-hmm. and he had a record of 90, 60, and, 91, 60, and 16. Oh wow! So I don't know. I, I'm 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 I know they're different people. It's a different time period. It's you know everything's a lot of things have changed. But look at what it did for him. Uh, but 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 to be perfectly honest with you, I would have told you to send Devin Levi down to Rochester to start the year if they'd made any goalie movie at all. A goalie move at all. Like if right. they traded Comrie and signed, I'm not just anybody, anyone that was kind of like all right, that's clearly the veteran, vet UPL. Levi's in Rochester. I would have told you to do that, or that would have been my opinion from the start, because mm-hmm. he's 21 years old, just coming from Northeastern. Yes, he was great in college. Don't get me wrong. And, and to a certain point, he was historic. He was. He won two Mike Richter yeah. awards. No one's ever done that. Yeah. <laughs> but I still would have been like, but it's college to the NHL. Like, we should maybe play this a little bit better. Right. I like what they did because Levi has a different mindset than many young athletes. I, I fully agree with that. He has confidence. But the best thing that happened to them was UPL took a, it took a step forward, and Levi did not come out of the gate on fire. Yeah. I think, I think that might be the best thing long-term at, at at least in net for the Sabres. Had he came in and won his first four games played, this is a different conversation. And had like a shutout in there and was letting in. Not even, no, I'm just saying like, you know, you win against New York, New York, Tampa and Calgary. Like we're having a different conversation. Or even if you win two of those, he, he lost three. Yeah. But I will tell you, I will tell you, I was ready to send him down. I, I can't remember the game. I remember the goal across ice just a saucer pass down the ice and he lets it in but it doesn't count because they didn't have a good camera oh, angle on it yes yeah uh, i was moment, at that one i was i was literally like 20 rows away from that and i was like oh my god what the, just happened at that moment i was like 
I still believe in the future. And that was the not fourth now. game of the year, yeah. too. That I was, was the I was like, game. I still believe in the future, not now. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were. I think a lot of us were. Mm-hmm. Before we take our next time out, let's grab a quick call here. We got Mike in Hamburg on the line. Mike, good morning. How are we doing today? Good. How are you guys? Doing very well. Okay. Uh, I'm going to bring up a point that we all have had issues with, but it's really starting to get bad. Mm -hmm. The officiating in the NFL, and it doesn't matter which team it is, 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 uh, it's ludicrous. It's outrageous. It's causing fans to not watch the games. They're unwatchable. Football right now in the NFL is unwatchable. Now, again, I'm a Bills fan, like you guys are. Uh, and we saw what happened in uh, in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and that was egregious. But also, when we played the Giants and we beat them, that was a pass interference. And when we played Tampa Bay, I know that, that was uh, you know they you know that was uh, a Hail Mary, but we actually grabbed the guy by the mm-hmm. back and pulled him away from the ball. Now, yeah, we probably would have lost the game had that been uh, flagged. But the reality is, the uh, I mean, even even the Philly game, if you remember watching the right tackle for Philadelphia at least five times, he left before the ball was snapped at least five times. Mm-hmm. And, and now that's just Philly, but all of these games, you know, it, it, it's in, it's unwatchable. I've been watching football since 1969. I'm 61 years old. I don't even like it no more. <laughs> I don't even watch. I'll watch the Bills, but I don't watch any other games. And I used to sit there and listen to the pregame shows, and then I would start watching at 1, and then I would watch at 4, and then I would watch at 8. You know, uh, I'd watch all the games. Now I don't. I'm disgusted. I, I think the officiating stinks, and I think it has to do with Roger Goodell. He is a terrible, terrible commissioner. And I'll leave you with one more thing, and listen to this real quick. Mm-hmm. The only reason that the NFL stepped up because of concussions is because of one of their guys in the front office Dave Durison killed himself. That is the only reason that they actually looked into it. Had he not done that, we would still be dealing with all of the concussion issues. That is Roger Goodell. The only thing he's good for is marketing. But as far as everything else, he stinks. Yep, Mike, thanks for the call. I I want to get to your points real quick. We are late for a break here a little bit, but just – on, on that, I, look, the NFL's always been very slow to do basically anything. I don't disagree with that. I don't know if that's necessarily the the thing that pushed them over. I do know they were very slow to acknowledge concussions had long-term effects on anyone for decades. I do know that. I'll, I will not ignore that point. On penalties and, and officiating, officiating's bad, I think, across sports. I think it's just atrocious across sports. I think a lot of it, though, too, comes down to the games don't want to take six hours. And so while we could 
you know, slow everything down and have sky reps and stuff like that. They don't want to slow the game down. The problem is, though, there are certain penalties that are reviewable. There are certain ones that aren't. There are certain ones that just are egregious and don't get called. I, I, I know just going back to Sunday against Philadelphia, the horse collar on Allen, that turned into somehow a intentional grounding on Allen. It's ridiculous. But I think it's I think it's poor across sports. I mean, if you talk to soccer fans, they hate VAR. If you talk to NHL fans, officiating in that league is atrocious. And if you talk to basketball fans, stars get too many calls. I, I think officiating is just atrocious across sports because nobody wants to slow the games down to actually get the right calls. They just want to keep moving. Uh, with that being said, we do got to take a quick time out to get you over to Sabres Live coming up at the top of the hour. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in for Sacapaccio and Joe DiBiase. You're listening to WGR. Welcome back, everyone. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt filling in for Sacapaccio and Joe Viasi here on the Extra Point Show. Just a few more minutes. Do want to give an update here uh, in just the last few minutes uh, pertaining to Bill's edge rusher, Von Miller, who, if you have missed it, um, seems to be there's a warrant out for his arrest in Dallas due to a, an alleged assaulting of his longtime girlfriend, who is also pregnant. Um, we do have a bit of an update here. Michael Schwartz of WKBW tweeted out that Dallas police tells him an arrest warrant has been issued for 34-year-old Von Miller for assaulting a pregnant person after a ver- verbal argument yesterday morning. Police say Miller left the scene before officers arrived, and that victim does have minor injuries. Uh, we don't have much information outside of that. Uh, if we do have more information, of course, we will get that to you. Uh, me and Josh will be taking about an hour break for Sabres Live coming up next, and we'll also be filling in for One Bills Live today, who have today and tomorrow off with the Bills on the bye week. So do stay tuned. Uh, coming up next, right here on WGR, Sabres Live with Brian Duff and Marty Baran. Again, you're listening to WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 